It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Future Brew Podcast right here on maizeandbrew.com. I'm Vaughn Lozon, and I am solo on this Monday afternoon, August 15th, heading into August 16th. In uh, it, it is mid-August already. It's just crazy to believe this. It is unbelievable how fast the summer has gone, how fast this month is going, and uh, we're, we're going to be talking about actual football here very, very soon. We've got a lot of preview content over on mazenbrew.com. If you haven't checked any of that stuff out yet, and we've got plenty more to come. Uh, AP poll just got released today. Uh, it, there's just a lot of stuff going on with, with football, with media availabilities and, and fall practice going on. Uh, but we're not going to talk about any of that today. Instead, we are going to talk about recruiting because we did have another commitment drop over the weekend. It was on Saturday afternoon, and Michigan got a commitment in the form of another tight end, and this one being three-star out in California, Zach Marshall. He is listed at 6'4", 220, from Carlsbad, California, to be specific. Shout out to Carlsbad. Uh he is on the composite, ranked 685th in the country. He is listed as an athlete, uh, so he is listed as the number 60 athlete in the country and the number 51 player from the state of California. Uh, Crystal Balls started to roll in for Michigan kind of shortly after he announced his uh, commitment date. Uh, there was one that was put in on August 2nd, a couple more on August 3rd, and then that last one being on August 11th, uh, just a couple days before 
uh, he announced his commitment to Michigan. So this is a really interesting recruitment because Michigan had been uh, looking after him for a while, looking at his tape and evaluating him. They didn't really pull an offer out for him until the barbecue at the big house. So Zach Marshall, he visited uh, the last weekend of July. It's always reserved for the barbecue at the big house, one of the bigger recruiting events of the summer for the Michigan Wolverines. He did not have that offer going into that visit, but he still wanted to visit anyways. And he ended up working out privately in front of the coaching staff. And the, the offer pretty much came right after that. The workout must have went incredibly well. So he did the workout, uh, went to the barbecue. Grant Newsom kind of said, uh, or kind of pulled him aside and said, hey, uh, we are going to extend this scholarship offer to you. And that's exactly uh, what happened. So it, everything else after that kind of developed very quickly. So it, it took all of two weeks, if that, for him to announce his commitment to Michigan. Before Michigan came in with their offer, most of the other competitors were on the west side of the country. So he had offers from Arizona, Boise State, California, Colorado State, Utah, Washington State, uh, etc. So he really was looking at being, uh, you know, he's from the west coast. It really looked like for a while, he was going to stick on the West Coast, and then Michigan came in with their offer, and obviously Michigan being a not only a prestigious university, but having a head coach like Jim Harbaugh, who has developed tight ends uh, at pretty much every stop that he's been at and has sent several tight ends already from the University of Michigan to the NFL. Obviously, none of them have become superstar tight ends, it's unfortunate what happened with Jake, but Sean McCune uh, was with the Cowboys. Nick Eubanks has been bouncing around practice squad. So it, it's, and of course, Eric all is, is going to get drafted at some point uh, next spring. So it, it just depends how high he's going to go. Maybe he could be uh, one of the higher ones uh, picked in the NFL draft under Jim Harbaugh's head coach. But nonetheless, uh, Zach Marshall joins this 23 class. And uh, it, like I said, I, he, he broke down his commitment uh, to 24-7 sports. And before he chose Michigan, he gave what seemed to be kind of a loose top three. And I don't know if these were really his top three schools at the end of the day. Utah did seem to be among the top competition for Michigan. Uh, but it was Michigan, Utah, and Cal were uh, the named top three schools. So uh, in an interview with, I believe this was, yes, Greg Biggins of 24-7 Sports. He's their West Coast analyst. This is a quote. There were a lot of reasons why I chose Michigan. I really loved everything about the school. I loved the winning culture, their commitment to winning on the field and in the classroom, and my relationship with the coaching staff. I felt like I connected really well with all the coaches, but especially Coach Newsom, the tight end coach. We had some great conversations on my visit, and I have a really strong comfort level with him and feel he's the kind of coach who can develop me and help me reach the highest level. That is a quote given to Greg Biggins of 24-7 Sports from Zach Marshall after he committed. 
And I wrote an article on maizeandbrew.com last Friday about Grant Newsom. And we've been doing a, a couple of the, the newer coaches. We've done profiles on them. Um, the new coach spotlight. This is the, the story that I wrote. It's new coach spotlight. Grant Newsom is a future head coach in the making. That's just my opinion. If he wants, he can do whatever he wants. He's been very, very good at whatever he has done at Michigan. It's so unfortunate what happened with him on the field, but he was really, really looking like a nice left tackle as a redshirt freshman in 2016 before that uh, leg injury, the knee injury that ended his career, had to medically retire and was a graduate assistant um, uh, with the with the program, had helped Sharon Moore coach the tight ends, and uh, he did some assistant coaching with the offensive line as well. Now he's the tight ends coach. And it, by all accounts, it really seems like Grant Newsom is uh, – he's going to be a really good recruiter for Michigan because he's a really good person, and that's just usually what happens. Really good recruiters are also really good people. And they connect with people. They connect with all different kinds of people. And Grant Newsom is just a very special human being in, in, in that sense. Uh, he's, he's very successful at this so far. He's got two commitments in this 23 class. And we'll talk more about 24 in a minute. But by all accounts, uh, as long as Grant Newsom sticks around with the program, I think they're going to land uh, any tight end that they really want to go after. And they've got two in this class now, so he can kind of focus his attention more at the future classes. But uh, I, I thought that quote that Zach Marshall gave was uh, very telling about how Grant Newsom is uh, recruiting at, at this moment as a uh, first-year assistant coach, a full-time assistant coach with Michigan as the tight ends coach. And I would certainly expect uh, him to continue that uh, moving forward. So I, I kind of alluded to it. Michigan's got two tight ends now in this class uh, with Marshall now in the fold. They also have Deacon Tonielli, who is kind of a different type of tight end. He's listed at 6'6", 215, and uh, they're both three stars. Zach Marshall is 6'4", 220. So um, at at this juncture, uh, this is definitely looking like the tight end hall uh, from a cycle ago in the 22 cycle when they went and got a uh, Colston Loveland out of Idaho, who in high school was listed at 6'5", 230. And uh, they also had uh, another tight end. His name's Marlon Klein. You may have heard of him a little bit this offseason, obviously not as dominant in the spring game uh, as Colston Loveland was. I don't even believe Marlon Klein was on campus until this summer, but Marlon Klein is listed at 6'6", 215. Uh, so very similar to uh, Deacon Tonielli in that. I mean, it's the exact exact height, exact weight, 6'6", 215, coming out of, of high school. And he, and uh, granted, these guys still have another year of high school, uh, but that's just kind of where they're at in this recruitment. So um, to me, to, for them to take another tight end, um, and I really thought that they were going to just stick with Tonielli. Uh, Deacon Tonielli in this class at the tight end position. But tight end is kind of one of those positions where you look at the current roster and you say, okay, well, Eric All, he's probably going to have a really good season again this year in 2022. 
he could very well be uh, picked in the first three rounds of the NFL draft, just depending on how well the season he he has, uh, his uh, NFL combine, all of those kinds of things. So let's so let's say that happens. So he he leaves. He he technically could stay another season because of the COVID year. It's probably not going to happen. So he's gone. Luke Schoonmaker uh, has been on campus for what seems like forever. He's been with Michigan, I believe, since 2018. So his his time's going to be done after the season as well. Uh, and then behind those two guys is Joel Honigford, who is an offensive lineman converted to tight end. This is going to be his final season. Behind him is Carter Selzer, another veteran tight end. This is going to be his final season. So after those four guys are up, you got a lot of unknowns. Obviously, Colston Loveland had a very nice spring game. We know Marlon Klein is going to be on campus still. Um, We'll see how he plays his freshman season, if at all. And then you got a couple other guys, Matthew Hibner, he is a redshirt sophomore this season, and Lewis Hansen, who is a redshirt freshman this season. Both of those guys really haven't played a ton. So after those first four guys, the experience level really drops off. So I think taking another tight end in this 23 class is a good move by Michigan, especially if they identified a guy that was a little under the radar. He's a three-star guy. He's barely within the top 700 nationally. Um, but he's at this position of need. Uh, they worked him out privately. And then they offered him after that, secured his commitment, um, and, and get another one on board here in this 23 class to pair up with Tony Alley. I think it's a good move. I, I'm not going to question this whatsoever. I, I've always said that uh, if Jim Harbaugh likes a guy at the tight end position uh, and they offer him, and it's a committable offer, um, by no means would I uh, question that move whatsoever. I, th- I think taking him at this point is fine. Uh, the one interesting part of it, though, is you look at the 24 class, and I, I know I I personally don't like to look too far ahead in recruiting because you just never know what's going to happen today with the transfer portal or with injuries or anything. So I don't typically do this, but you look ahead to the 24 class and you specifically look ahead to the 24 class at the tight end position. Um, and it is truly, um, <laughs> in Michigan's favor in this 24 class because they're in it for pretty much all of the top guys at this point. Um, uh, granted, there are a few that are already committed elsewhere. Uh, the number one tight end in the country is already committed to Georgia. His name's Landon Thomas. He's a five-star guy. He's from the state of Georgia. So you probably weren't going to compete with the Bulldogs for Landon Thomas. But you do have, for Michigan, in your backyard, a top 100 nationally rated prospect, uh, regardless of position. His name is Brady Priestcorn. He's from Rochester Adams. Uh, he's already listed six six two fifteen. He's ranked number seventy overall in the twenty twenty four class. So if you go all out for him, uh, that's great. You know he's got offers from a lot of other really good schools. Um, it's to be expected for a nationally ranked prospect uh, like him. He's number seventy overall. But 
also <laughs> in your backyard, uh, you have Dylan Messman, who uh, is at Celine, which is literally in your backyard of Ann Arbor. Um, he's listed at 6'5", 230 already, and he is ranked number 246 on the composite on 24-7 sports. So there are two options at the tight end position in the 24 class in the state of Michigan that you can easily go after uh, and, and probably land quite easily if you really push hard enough. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how all this plays out in the 24 class. Uh, I would expect them to get at least one of those guys, but um, depending on uh, how many guys they want to take, um, you know, we'll see how many guys they're comfortable taking in 24 after this uh, a second straight haul of taking two tight ends. Um, I would expect they'd probably continue to recruit both of those guys, but uh, they're also recruiting some other guys outside the state of Michigan in this class. So, I mean, it's going to be, uh, very interesting to see uh, the one guy that sticks out to me outside of the state of Michigan at the tight end position in the 24 class. His name is Christian Benton Kerr. I probably mispronounced that, but he's from Woodstock, Illinois. He visited this summer. He's ranked number 177 on the composite. So uh, they're, they're in it for several guys at the tight end spot in the 24 class. Now, I don't necessarily think taking Zach Marshall will have any impact on any of those three guys or any of the other guys in the 24 class. Uh, obviously, it remains to be seen exactly because, again, it's the 24 class. And, again, I don't like looking too far ahead in, in this type of uh, conversation here. Uh, but it, it's just interesting and, and kind of caught my eye nonetheless. So now that Zach Marshall's committed, uh, Michigan is up to number 27 overall in the rankings overall in, in the entire country um, on the composite ranking, which which is certainly an improvement from where they were previously in the summer. They were somewhere in the 50s. Um, it, it was not looking particularly good. Uh, for the Wolverines early on, but they're, they're starting to build some momentum here. And obviously there's still a long way to go before December and before uh, the early signing period. Um, but it, it's, it's starting to look like they're, they're building this foundation here for this 23 class. And it, it's a, a solid looking class. So what I wanted to do to close out the show is, uh, kind of just take a look at some of the other schools that are above Michigan, uh, specifically in the Big Ten, um, because I I think I want to just put it into context a little bit that 27th overall for a school like Michigan isn't great. Now, is it going to stay 27? No, obviously not. It's it's likely going to move up. Uh, I can't imagine that it would uh, move too far down, if at all. Um, but I, I just wanted to put it into context with some of the other schools who are ranked above Michigan in the Big Ten, and uh, I'll, I'll kind of give just a, a running list of some of the top commits. So Michigan, they've got 14 overall commitments right now. Aino uh, Etta, the four-star defensive lineman from Texas, who committed back in July, he is the top-ranked prospect for Michigan uh, in this class. He's ranked 122 overall. Cole Cabana is the second-ranked player for Michigan. As of right now, he's 193 on the composite, four-star running back from the state of Michigan. And uh, number three for Michigan, 
is Collins Achiampong, the lengthy, uh, just huge, a 6'7", 254, uh, very raw defensive edge prospect um, from the state of California. He's 240 overall. Uh, but let, let's take a look at some of the programs that are ranked just above Michigan within uh, the Big Ten Conference specifically. Michigan State, they've had a, a very solid recruiting class in 2023, and obviously they've had portal success under Mel Tucker, uh, but they also recruit high schoolers, uh, just so you know. It's it's not just the portal that they're recruiting. So uh, the top three for them are by Job is his name. He's an edge prospect. He's a top 100 guy from the state of Oklahoma. Michigan had recruited him for a little bit. He's 6'4", 215, ranked 71st on the composite. Right behind him, Andrew DePape. Uh, he is also a defensive lineman from the state of Iowa. Michigan recruited him for a little bit as well. He's 189 on the composite. And then finally, uh, this is a recent commitment for Michigan State. His name is Stanton Rammel. He is from Alabama. He's an offensive lineman at 6'7", 310. He is ranked 196 on the composite. He's a four-star. Um, outside of those guys, it's a lot of, uh, low four-star, high three-star type players. Uh, but they have 13 commitments overall in this class. So, I mean, overall, uh, it, it is a slightly better class than Michigan's. I don't think it's head and shoulders above Michigan's, but they do have a lot of similarly ranked kids, uh, the farther you go down the list here. So a lot of, uh, three high three-star low four-star type kids. So uh, I think as far as uh, recruiting class is concerned, uh, I think the recruiting rankings are are pretty similar here. They're 25th, uh, Michigan's 27th. Let's move on though. Let's go to Iowa. They're at number 24. So they're just a spot above Michigan State and and just a few above Michigan. Uh, They're top three kids. Now this is why I wanted to do this uh, project here uh, for everybody. The kind of just sift through because context really does matter when it comes to recruiting rankings um, and, and why a school might be above another school. Their top prospect, he is, in my opinion, the best offensive tackle in the country. His name's Caden Proctor. You probably know him. Michigan recruited him. He's a five-star, 6'7", 330. He is number 11 on the composite. He is uh, in number two at the position. I, I think he's the number one offensive tackle in the country. He is a beast. He is a uh, possible first-round pick in the future if he plays well enough, which I think he will. I think he has a very bright future. He is a clear elite prospect. He's phenomenal. After him, though, got a guy named Kendrick Raphael. He's from Naples, uh, <laughs> Naples Florida. Uh, he is 5'11", 180. He is a running back. Uh, he is a fringe four-star, 372 overall. And then right behind him is a, another offensive tackle at 6'6", 285. His name is Trevor Locke from Indianapolis. Um, he is ranked number 406 overall on the composite. So uh, for some reason, they, they have kids in the 400s now listed as a four-star. I think this will get changed, but um, it, normally he would be a three-star prospect. So, obviously, with Iowa's recruiting class, they've got the elite talent with Caden Proctor. Outside of him, though, there's not really 
a ton to gloat about. Now, they do have 17 commitments, which is three more than Michigan, so it makes sense that Iowa is ranked ahead uh, in the recruiting rankings, but I don't think this will last very long. They've got three kids uh, in their class that are uh, not within the top 1,000 on the composite, and they have another player uh, who is 953, another player is 940, 875. So they've got a lot of low-ranked kids in this class. Michigan's going to jump them at some point. Uh, obviously, Michigan doesn't have a player in their class like Caden Proctor, but at some point, uh, the water will be leveled and they will jump Iowa in these rankings. I'm fairly certain of that. Let's move on to another Big Ten school, Northwestern. Uh, you don't really talk about them uh, when it comes to recruiting all that much, but they are ranked number 23 in the country as of right now. Um, they've got 20 commitments, and that is a uh, large reason why they are ranked so high is because of the amount of kids that they have committed. Now, they do have some nice players committed in this class. The top three are Ashton Porter. He's a defensive lineman from Texas. He's ranked 303 on the composite. Nigel Glover is a linebacker from Clayton, Ohio. He is ranked 354th. And Jordan Knox is a uh, interior offensive lineman from South Carolina. He is ranked 376th. So they've got those three four-star players. Every other prospect that they have committed in their class is a three-star prospect. And they've got one, two, three, four, five, five players that are not even ranked on the composite within the top 1,000. So uh, they will get jumped by Michigan, I'm fairly certain, at some point as well. Those first few players that they have are very nice players. And then they also have Dylan Senda, who is uh, from Divine Child in Dearborn, Michigan, an interior offensive lineman that Michigan was recruiting. And they just straight up lost on the recruiting trail to Northwestern. He's a three-star guy. Um, but uh, outside of just a handful of guys, uh, I'm, I'm not too impressed with their recruiting class. Um, it, it's going to drop in the rankings at some point. Um, but o- overall, they do have a lot of committed players. So uh, they're going to drop at some point because they're not going to have many other guys to go after and get commits from in this 2023 class. So at at overall rank number 23, as of right now, um, that will drop at some point. Let's continue on. There's only two more left. And I would imagine that you can probably uh, pick these out uh, as far as the big 10 rankings go, because uh, it's the two that typically end up uh, recruiting very well. And let's just go to the 11th ranked recruiting class in the country, the second best in the Big Ten, and that's Penn State. James Franklin, uh, say what you want about him. I personally don't like the guy, uh, but he's a really good recruiter for some reason. I don't know how. Um, dude sells snake oil, but uh, he somehow has uh, three top 100 players committed in this 23 class. Two of them are on the offensive line and one's at the linebacker position. Alex Birchmeyer is his top-ranked prospect, 6'5", 285. He's from Ashburn, Virginia. He's ranked 31st on the composite. He is a five-star prospect. 
The other offensive lineman is ranked 59th overall on the composite at 6'4", 285. His name is Javen or Javon Williams. He's from Pennsylvania, uh, so that helps uh, the in-state recruiting for Penn State. And then Tony Rojas is the linebacker of the group uh, at 6'1", 200. He's ranked 96th on the composite. He's from Fairfax, Virginia. So outside of those guys, uh, they do have some other solid five-star prospects. It's not kind of like how it was uh, with Iowa, where you had a couple uh, pretty nice prospects there and then just littered with other three stars. I mean, as far as this recruiting class goes, and Penn State has 19 commitments uh, in this class, uh, they only have five players that are three-star prospects. One of them's a tight end. One of them's a quarterback. Uh, So, you know, one position, not really a huge deal. One position, uh, uh, definitely a huge deal. Um, And the quarterback prospect that they have, uh, he is the lowest-ranked prospect in the class, but he just committed over the weekend. His name's Jackson Smolik. Uh, He was previously committed uh, elsewhere. He was, I believe it was to to Tulane. But he had uh, uh, really impressed with his uh, performance at the Elite 11 Finals. He was on the roster there. Um, so it, I would imagine, I would imagine his ranking will probably go up at some point. Uh, but I digress. Penn State's class, uh, definitely better than Michigan's at this point. I think if I were to guess as far as what class ends up being better, I think Penn State will probably have the better class. Uh, they have a five star at the moment. They have two other top 100 guys. Uh, they have three other top 200 guys. And pretty much every other guy that they have is a four-star prospect. So um, I don't think Michigan's going to get a five-star, personally, in this class. You could argue that they're in it for a couple guys, um, namely Javian Tovano or to- Toviano and Nicholas Harbor. Um, it's just I, I want to be optimistic about Nicholas Harbor uh, as being the five-star guy that would commit to Michigan. But it's just been so quiet on that front that I'm not like super. I'm not super confident. I'm not super pessimistic. I'm just kind of right in the middle with it. So if he were to commit to Michigan, I wouldn't be too surprised down the road. But I'm not going to personally get my hopes up at this very moment. So if Michigan does get a five star guy in this class, it probably would be him. Um, but as of right now, Penn State has one, and obviously things can change. Decommitments happen, um, but. As of right now, uh, number 11 class in the country. It's a solid class. Penn State always has solid classes, but, uh, you know, their performance on the field has been pretty, it just hasn't been on par with what their recruiting classes have been over the last few years. So, I mean, we'll see how it works out on the field, but as far as the recruiting class goes, uh, they are in the lead, and I, I think they'll stick with that lead over Michigan. Now, Number one in the Big Ten, number four overall in the country. You knew that this was coming because they always knock it out of the park on the recruiting trail. It's Ohio State. Um, They've got a five-star. They've got four other top 100 prospects. They've got four stars from top to bottom. And their lowest-ranked prospect is ranked 474 overall. They've got two three-stars in this class. One's along the defensive line. And that last ranked prospect that I just mentioned is along the offensive line. 
they've got really good players from top to bottom. I mean, they, they're a five-star prospect. Brandon uh, Ennis is a five-star at number 21 overall. Noah Rogers is their second-ranked prospect in this class at number 38 overall. He's another wide receiver. And then Luke Montgomery, who uh, Michigan had recruited uh, along the offensive line from from Finley, Ohio. He's ranked number 45 on the composite. Uh, he's their third-ranked overall prospect in this class. And they've got other really, really good players. Uh, Carnell Tate was a wide receiver, four-star guy that Michigan had recruited. He's 57th overall. Jason Moore is a four-star defensive lineman at 54 overall that Michigan had recruited. Uh, just a lot of really nice prospects in this class. I, and they just picked up a four-star defensive back, Jaden Bonsu from uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, over the weekend, he's ranked 259. Um, you know, really no end in sight with Ohio State. So they've got 20 commitments, and they're at number four in the country, number one in the Big Ten. Um, I would say probably the only uh, real um, uh, real thing that they got going, uh, or I guess competition, in this uh, uh, class as far as, you know, who's going to come out on top would be Penn State. I don't think Michigan's going to come even close to uh, the top five. I don't think they're going to get to the top ten. I think you could make an argument that Michigan maybe sneaks into the top 20. Um, I don't think they're going to get, you know, around 15 or anything like that. But, you know, maybe 18, 19, or even 20. I think they could get to somewhere around there. But with how things have been going – most of these top targets that they got left for Michigan, like I said, Harbor is, it's a possibility. JV and Toviano, it's a possibility, but I'm, I'm less optimistic about him uh, than I am with Harbor. Jeremiah Love is a uh, running back slash defensive back that just seems more destined for one of those Texas schools. He's a top 100 prospect. Um, Spencer Fano, he's another top target of Michigan's. Um, he's an offensive lineman from the state of Utah. I think he's probably going to stick out there on the West coast. Um, you know, DJ Chester, he's another offensive lineman, four-star guy. I just don't really see him leaving the South. He's from uh, McDonough, Georgia. And there are a lot of SEC schools probably throwing the bag his way. If he chose Michigan, I would be stunned. Really the only top ranked guy within the top 200 as of right now that I feel a little bit more optimistic about is Chris Peel. He is a four-star cornerback from Charlotte, North Carolina, from Providence Day School. And uh, Jaden Davis is his teammate, 2024 five-star quarterback. Um, obviously, the wide receiver teammates as well um, that visited Michigan. So that, that, that school has a lot going for it when it comes to Michigan's chances of uh, landing these guys. So Chris Peel, certainly a possibility. He would be a really nice addition to the class. Another solid four-star prospect for Michigan, but um, you know, no uh, clear commitment date for him or uh, closing things down with his recruitment anytime soon. So that's kind of where things stand as of right now as far as Michigan uh, in their recruiting class compared to some of the other ones in the Big Ten, at least the ones ahead of them. Uh, that are in the Big Ten. Like I said, I think they'll jump Northwestern. I think they'll jump Iowa. Uh, they could very well jump Michigan State, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Michigan State, at the end of the day, had a higher-ranked class than Michigan. And then Penn State and Ohio State, I think they're, at this point, they're kind of in a class of their own 
as far as recruiting rankings go in 2023. Well, guys, I just want to give one quick shout out before we uh, move on here. Uh, just want to just one quick moment to talk about Mason Brew's uh, a pod, Mason Brew podcast newest sponsor, and that is Manscaped, and they are the best at men's below-the-waist grooming. Let me tell you, their products are precision-engineered tools to protect the family jewels. Yes, that is right. The latest in men's grooming with Manscaped is their Performance Package 4.0, and it is a total game-changer, guys. I was just using some standard uh, razor beforehand, and, man, it was brutal. And now that I've got the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, it is my life has changed for the better. And this lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is incredible because not only is it waterproof, but it is equipped with the patented skin safe technology. So you don't nick your nads. This package also includes the weed whacker ear and nose trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop cleanser groin wash, and the crop reviver ball spray. And if that wasn't enough for you, it also comes with a free pair of boxers and a travel bag to carry all this stuff in. So if you want to join the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs, use our promo code MNB20, that stands for Mason Brew 20, and you will get 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. So again, head to manscaped.com, get that uh, lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Get that performance package 4.0. It comes with all that stuff, um, including the lawnmower trimmer, all that other stuff I just talked about. So go to manscaped.com. Use that promo code MNB at checkout. Get 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. That's going to do it with me. I uh, <laughs> I hope you were uh, uh, entertained by just my voice today. Uh, Seth Barry will be back on hopefully next week. We'll hopefully have some more uh, a positive news to talk about with uh, Michigan football recruiting. It's been slowly picking up. And as the season starts up, you'll see official visits being taken, and you'll probably see some more commitments uh, during uh, some of these official visit weekends. So stick around with uh, uh, Future Brew. And obviously with maizeandbrew.com, uh, we, we try and update you guys as quick as possible as this news happens. So uh, we really appreciate you uh, tuning in to uh, Future Brew and all of our Maze and Brew podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow Maze and Brew on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And uh, if you like this podcast and uh, some of our other podcasts as well, whether it be Brewcast or Out of the Blue, any of the podcasts that we've got going on, uh, uh, please, we would really appreciate five-star reviews and uh, subscribing to our Maze and Brew podcasts, whether it be iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. It doesn't matter to me. As long as you're listening uh, in some way, shape, or form, it is greatly appreciated by me and uh, by everybody else here that uh, produces our podcasts here on mazenbrew.com. I mean, we're really excited to continue all of this as the season goes on, and I uh, can't wait to bring you guys uh, more podcasts um, you know, we're just counting down to September 3rd at this point. It's so, so close. Uh, and we're going to have tons of great content for you this fall. Um, so stick around. We really, really do appreciate it. Well, that's it. Uh, like I said, hopefully Seth Barry's on with me next week and, uh, we'll hopefully have some more good football recruiting news to talk about, but until then stay safe guys. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back next week.